0: Hello and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent or guardian or a trusted adult before tuning into my episodes. Okay, so this is going to be a Q and A episode that focuses on answering some of your questions. I chose five questions to answer from the questions that I received from my listeners. I received questions via Facebook, via Instagram. And so I went ahead and chose five questions to answer. If I didn't choose your question this time, know that I will address it in a future episode. It is important to me to be able to address your questions. Or I will address it privately with you without a problem. I chose five questions that I thought were good good things to touch on right now with everything going on in the world. And I think a lot of thoughts, feelings, and opinions that many of you will be able to relate to. So let's get started on that. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and start with the first question that I received from actually one of my closest friends, Um, one of the people just dearest to my heart. Do you think it is possible to ever get past insecurities? Mmm. Good question. (sighs) Um, yes, I do think it's possible, but it's something that's going to require a lot more work than I think many people are willing to put it. And I'm not necessarily suggesting that people are lazy, um, although that is the case with some people. Across the board, when you're battling feelings of depression, inadequacy, anxiety, and what have you, it is very hard to combat that on a regular basis and to really be proactive on a regular basis about essentially... Confronting your negative thoughts about yourself. It takes work. It takes work. Because it's a lot easier to just have the negative thought and believe it. Even though it's more painful, more distressing, it's easier to just have the negative thought um, that provokes the feeling of insecurity and just believe it just say to yourself okay well I guess this is it uh I am fat I am ugly I am unlovable or my partner is cheating on me or um he is talking to other women or he is talking um to people about a relationship or she is talking to other men or she is seeing another man whatever your thought is or You know, whatever it is that that I suppose triggers your insecurities, it's a lot easier to just believe it. Heads up, don't mind me. I am having some allergies. So if you hear me sniffling, I promise it's just allergies. Um, There's nothing wrong with me that I know of. Um... As far as having COVID or anything like that. Anyway, um, although more distressing, like I said, it's easier to just believe that about yourself and not have to go the extra mile to challenge it. Challenging your negative thoughts takes work. It takes work, but guess what? It can be done and it absolutely will yield positive results. It absolutely will help you get to a better place. You just have to be consistent with it. So when you have a negative thought, for example, my partner is cheating on me. Instead of allowing yourself to dive into that thought, let's assume there is no uh, evidence to support that thought. You have to sit and you have to ask yourself, do I have evidence to support that this is happening? Why am I feeling this way? What prompted this? Is this rational of me? To believe. You have to have a dialogue with yourself. And those are just some of the questions you have to ask yourself. Or, uh, I'm a failure. I have never accomplished anything in my life. Which is a thought that a lot of us have when we're feeling down. You have to stop yourself and say, Maybe I'm not exactly where I want to be, but I have absolutely made accomplishments. I've absolutely made strides. You know, you have to challenge the thought. You can't just succumb to it. And that is the way to get past insecurities. So to answer the question, the short the short answer, yes, you can, but it takes work. And are you willing to put that work in to get to the place where you want to be? And... Don't get me wrong, it's easier said than done. Sometimes I'm just like I'm done. I'm I'm done with this self-talk. I just want to, I just want to be miserable right now. I don't want to sit here and challenge my negative thoughts. I just want to believe it because it feels real to me in that moment and that makes sense. but eventually I have to crawl my way out of that and find my happy place again. Okay, second question. How do you respond to someone who says your depression is selfish? This question... Just reading the question... Got me in my feelings. Um... Because it's it's a question coming from someone that I, I know to be a very nice person. And... What I can say... <laughs> the thing is that it depends... Uh, who you're dealing with. Um... If it's someone who you feel in your heart adds value to your life and has the potential to understand your depression, then have an open dialogue with them and let them know, hey, you know, I hear you, but when you say these things, it's not helpful. It actually makes me feel worse. It actually makes my depression that much worse. And so I would love to have a conversation with you about what you can do to help me when I'm struggling. And if you feel like these are things that you can't do, then I would rather just be left alone. And that's okay too. Um, So I guess what I'm saying is, is it somebody that adds value to your life? Is it someone that you feel is going to understand you if you break it down for them and you explain to them how it is that you're struggling? If the answer is no, this person does not add value to your life and this person probably isn't going to get it. And and you know what? I suspect that by someone making a comment saying your depression is selfish, already that kind of person is striking me like someone who's not going to get it, even if you break it down to them. I wouldn't even bother. I wouldn't even bother trying to get them to understand. And I know that that is, again, easier said than done. I've been there and I've had to deal with My family who, no shade against my family, anyone who knows me knows I love my family more than anything in this world. But my family is not the most understanding, not the most empathetic, not the most sensitive to mental health issues. And I have vivid memories of my entire life just being told, Olivia's just too sensitive. Just writing everything off as though it was my sensitivity causing the problem versus their behaviors or versus the behaviors of others around me. And so I'm constantly carrying that and constantly questioning whether or not it's me doing something or is it them or who is it? And oftentimes I end up blaming myself unnecessarily when there's just no blame for there to be. Um, there's, there's just nowhere for me to blame myself. And I find a way to blame myself because I carry all of that with me. And, um, I've had to learn to accept, although it is very painful for me. And I have moments where I do go back and forth with it. But for the most part, I think I've accepted that my family is not going to be, they're not going to be the people that are going to sit there and get it. They're not going to get it. And it's unfortunate because mental health issues are 1000% real. And I wish there was a way that I could make this entire world be more sensitive to people who are struggling. And I guess that's part of why I have this podcast, so I can raise awareness to this. And that's why I became a therapist. And that's why I do what I do every single day. But um, I've accepted that my family loves me. The way they can love me and not necessarily the way that I need to be loved. And I have accepted that if I'm stranded in the middle of the street, like if my car breaks down or if I'm in the hospital or something is wrong with me, like logistically speaking, they'll be there for me. Absolutely. They'll show up for me. I have no doubt. But if I'm depressed or I'm anxious, I can't count on them to say the right things. And again, no shade because this is my area of expertise, but there are other things I need to work on. And I recognize that. So none of us are perfect. We're all a work in progress. Um, But with that being said, I would just say, don't bother. Um, You know what your depression is you know your truth and i would just suggest to you to continue to reach out to the people that make you feel seen heard and safe emotionally safe don't reach out to people that aren't going to do that and if you know you're feeling depressed and you happen to be around someone that could potentially trigger you take space from that person Um Okay. Next question. For the hypochondriacs out there, Ie Olivia, me, I am a self uh, proclaimed hypochondriac. How are you coping with this COVID-19 issue? Um Terribly. To be completely honest, I am panicking all of the time. As a matter of fact, one of my close family members might actually have the virus. So I'm freaking out about that. She has kids and she's very young. She's a year younger than me and I'm very close to her and I love her a lot. And so not well, I'm not even going to lie and tell you I've been handling this well because I'd rather keep it real with you guys. Um, I've been panicking, I'm like, is this the end of the world, are we all gonna die, like, am I ever gonna see my boyfriend again, am I ever gonna see my friends again, my family, like, my clients, my colleagues, like, I'm freaking out, I'm not even gonna lie to you guys, um, and any little thing that I feel, like, like right now I'm a little cold, earlier I was hot, now I'm cold, so I'm like, oh, temperature changes, I've, I've had a headache for like three, four days. So I'm like, oh, damn, I had a headache. Like, that's a symptom, you know? So I'm just always like panicking that I have it. Not so much for me, but because I have elderly parents that are immunocompromised. And so that's the part that concerns me. I like to think that I'm otherwise healthy and would probably recover, hopefully, assuming I had the virus, but I'm not sure that my parents would, and that would be very distressing to me. So I'm not coping well at all, to be honest. Um, But I am, you know, trying to keep busy. I am working from home, seeing clients from home via telehealth therapy services. Um, I'm trying to, like, binge watch shows. I've been watching this super cheesy but adorable show called love is blind on netflix been doing that spending time with my parents facetiming friends i mean writing reading finding ways to pass the time you know what i mean so um with that being said i am not coping well at all <laughs> but i'm trying I'm trying. I'm trying to do the things that I just suggested uh, to you guys to do as well, I guess. Which is the, you know, binge watching shows, reading, writing, playing games, FaceTiming friends and family, things like that. Okay. Next question. Okay. I had to actually pause this for a minute. I had to take a quick break. I have to take care of something. So, I'm back. Not that you guys really noticed the difference. I don't think you guys noticed the time gap cuz I just pause it. Sometimes I hear the time gap because when I tune into the episode to just hear it, to hear how everything came out, I notice that um there's like a slight like pause, like a slight moment of silence. Um Can you please talk about the concept of things being predestined? Um, I don't believe things are predestined. Um, that's not my personal belief. Although I know that some people do believe that, and you know, more power to them. I mean, I respect everyone's individual. Feelings on spirituality and whatnot. Um, But I do tend to believe that there are certain moments or certain interactions or certain people that you meet that you can grow very connected to emotionally and spiritually. And it can feel like a soulmate connection. Um, And you can have a soulmate connection with people that... Are just friends or family. It doesn't have to be a lover. So there are certain connections that I think you develop with certain people that make it feel like almost like I was meant to meet you for a reason. Um, but the concept of things being predestined, mm, then, you know, then by that very same token, free will would not exist. If things are predestined, yes, I still have a choice, but my choice is predestined. So true free will, true free will would not exist. So interesting question. Thank you for asking it. Um, last question. Why is the world so polarized and so divisive? Um, Or why do I think the world is so polarized, rather, and so divisive? Um, um, I could get real political here. (laughs) Um, I don't blame President Donald Trump. I don't blame him for the world being polarized for people being divided I don't blame him but I think he made it easier for people to speak out about their feelings of hatred bigotry prejudice and anti-feminist remarks I mean, I could just go on. And so I think he just made it easier for that divisiveness to sort of come to the forefront. I think it existed long before him. And I think he just made it that much easier for it to come to the forefront. And I think that's why it appears more so now because of the effect he's had. And obviously by my statements, I am not a Trump supporter. Um, Listen, he's still our president. He's still my president. I'm not the person to, <laughs> that's, you know, out there with picket signs uh, saying not my president. No, he's my president. I have to accept that reality, whether I like it or not. He was elected. And all I can do is pray for him to get it right. I want him to get it right. That's it. Period. Um, I don't like him. I don't like his ideologies. I don't like the way he expresses himself about People, humanity in general is suffering, Um, but he's still our president and all we can do is pray that he gets it right, that he gets it right. And uh, he's definitely (laughs) dropped the ball a couple of times throughout his presidency. No need to go into that, but I do believe he is the catalyst behind people being so open about their hatred. And furthermore, he has also inspired people like me and all the other Democrats of the world and, you know, all of the other people that are for human rights, essentially, to speak up even louder about our human rights. And so it just makes it seem more divisive all the way around. Listen, I don't care what you believe. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. I don't care if you are anti-gays, anti-blacks, anti-women, as long as you are not actively doing anything to hurt them. And granted, If it were up to me, everyone would be pro-gays, pro-transgender, you know, pro-choice, pro-women, pro-blacks. Black Lives Matter 1,000%. But I can't control that. I can't control that. All I can ask for is that you're not doing anything to hurt these people and that you can at least support the concept basic human decency basic human decency you guys know me I am a raging liberal I mean I am all for everyone loving who they love I am all for blacks I am all for women I am all for it all day every day and I wish I could get everybody on my team but I'm not gonna work that hard because I know it's not gonna go anywhere for people who are set in their ways all I can do is live and breathe my truth and just ask you to please not do anything that's going to stand in the way of me living and breathing my truth and don't hurt nobody don't hurt nobody that's all I ask of you don't hurt anyone you want to have these beliefs Have them in private or talk to your other like-minded friends about it in private and just be like, yeah, I don't like gay people, whatever, whatever you wanna say in private. Don't hurt them. Don't hurt people. Don't spread or spew hate. Don't do it. And this is where people have asked me before, well, what about free speech? What about people making posts about how they feel? Make a post. I can't help that. I can't control that. Don't engage in hate crimes. Don't engage in overtly racist behavior. Again, if it were up to me, everyone would be on my vote, but I can't control that. I wish I could. I've had to accept the reality that it's not in my hands. So. With that being said, I hope that that answered uh, your questions, guys. Um, I definitely tried to answer each question in as much depth as possible. Um, Thank you so much for being open to my opinions and my feedback. And just know that no matter what, I love you the way you are. I love each and every single one of you the way you are. I embrace you. I celebrate you. I honor you. I respect you. I admire you. And we are in this together, and I pray for better times coming very soon. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'll catch you soon. Bye-bye.